Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, trusting me with this time. I am happy to be here and just share some thoughts that I have on my heart, on my mind. And I was spending time with the Lord this Monday morning and just preparing my mind for today and for what the week will bring. And a few things were just coming up in my spirit. And I said, well, this would be something great to talk with my friends about. And yesterday at church, one of our pastors shared something and it kind of awakened me to the subject as well. And so today I want to talk about our trust issues. So raise your hand if you have trust issues, not if you're driving, put that hand down. (laughs) Trust issues. I think I think all of us at one time or another, if we're honest with ourselves, deal with trust issues. And it could be for many reasons that they start to creep up on us. But more often than not, it is because of some trauma, some event that has happened in our life, something that has continually happened in our life in relationships that just causes us to distrust people. If there are people in our lives in authority, for example, our parents that might have misused their position of trust and caused hurt or maybe abandoned us or weren't there when we needed them, that starts to create in us this thinking, this area in our heart where, well, you know, if I can't trust my parents, I can't trust so-and-so. Or your husband was unfaithful. If I can't trust my husband, then I can't trust so-and-so. And so I don't know what your story is and why you find yourself with trust issues. And hopefully today together we can come out uh, to some solution or some clarity as we are thinking or I'm thinking out loud here and sharing what the Lord has put in my heart. I hope if you're home and listening to this, that you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart, to speak to your heart clearly, and that maybe you should journal something. Maybe you should write something down that you need to work out with the Lord. So I'm waiting grab that pen and pencil, (laughs) grab that journal, grab that paper. And if you are having trust issues, have an expectation that today God will say something to you that would help you. And why this is so important, why it's important that we heal from our trust issues is that we take that into relationships, but we even take it into our relationship with God. Our trust issues impedes, uh, diminishes, gets in the way of a true relationship that we can have with God. But let's start with our family and friends. I praise God for the friendships that I have and that God has brought me that I can trust. 
you know, and that in spite of hurts from the past, I can see in these women that I can trust my heart with them, that I can trust my dreams with them. And so uh, I've kissed a couple of frogs on the way to these beautiful friendships, but I praise God. But I know that I would not be enjoying these relationships if I had not healed my trust issues. If I had not confronted that I actually do have trust issues. And so too often we treat people differently because of what we carry in our heart. And it's not fair to them. If you're married, it's not fair to your present husband to be paying for what a past spouse or a past relationship did. And this is why a path of healing, of therapy, of digging deep is so important because it can ruin potential amazing relationships, potential lifelong relationships because of something that happened in a small season of your time. But because you don't heal, that small season becomes your lifetime. And we don't want things that were meant for a season, especially if it's a painful season, to be a lifetime season. But we can only move past that if we heal. If we acknowledge, and sometimes we have to go way back, right? And so in in your relationship with your spouse or a friendship or even at work, and we're triggered by things that people do and say, or in ministry, right? We're triggered by things that people do and say. Uh, We even see things that are not happening. We see people talking at work and we're not included or at church or in our family. And because of our trust issues, immediately we, th- we think, oh, they must be saying something about me. That's why I'm not included. That's a horrible way to live, a horrible way to live. I come to a point in my life, praise God for healing, praise God for maturity, honestly. Uh, sometimes we lack emotional maturity. I was think I was talking to somebody recently uh, about something that a, a young person in their twenties did, and I I I was like I thought to myself, well, thank God that I didn't have social media in my twenties. <laughs> Because I can only imagine the nonsense (laughs) that y'all would have seen, the absolute nonsense, you know? So we lack emotional maturity sometimes uh, to handle situations. And so we see things, we hear things that we shouldn't. Now, the issue is if we are in our 30s and 40s and 50s and on and still acting with the same emotional maturity that we did in our teens and we did in our 20s, And so we can't come into trusting and beautiful relationships because we're still acting like a teen. We're still attracting the kind of people we did in our teens, in our 20s, because of what we carry in our heart. It's a huge spiritual thing, my friends. It's a huge spiritual thing. When we are asking ourselves, why do these people keep coming into our life? Why are we allowing them? Why are we attracting them? There comes a point where we have to see we're the common denominator. What is happening? And so, of course, we'll have trust issues because we keep attracting people that are hurting us, that are doing things against us. Okay? So that's an area, too, that we need to see. So are we allowing these people in our life 
or are we seeing these people in our life and they really are not there? And this is the importance of healing, of allowing uh, God to speak to us and say, hey, um, nope, that's not what's happening. <laughs> you think that's what's happening because you have um, forgiveness in your heart. You have uh, bitterness in your heart. You have hurt in your heart. Uh, you know, if you're dealing with things at work with coworkers and every job you go to, you have issues with coworkers. Come on, come on. It has to be something within you that you need to heal, that you keep either projecting or receiving. We have to have to examine our hearts. We have to examine our circumstances. We are missing out on beautiful opportunities, on beautiful relationships, on life-giving relationships because we don't heal from the hurt of the past. So we have to acknowledge that. We can't trust people if we don't let them in. We can't trust people if we're using them with the same microscope and same filter that we've used in the past. We can't enter into loving and life-giving relationships with trust issues. And so we need to heal. We need to heal. Uh, and so as I was thinking about these things, I was thinking how we take that into our relationship with God. You know, the Bible says um, that God is not man that he should lie, right? God is not a man that he should lie to us. He's not going to lie to us like someone in our past, maybe like someone in our present. Ooh, that's such a pet peeve of mine when people are liars or, or how about they're lying right to your face and like, really, bro? really you think I'm believing you right now <laughs> but <laughs> we don't have to take that mistrust to the Lord so of course I have some verses that I want to share with you but let's start with uh, this one that says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you and that is in Isaiah. Let me double check because I have the uh, co the Bible quotation or Bible Lord citation way down in my notes and not right next to this. So let me make sure. I'm pretty sure it's Isaiah. Isaiah 26, 3. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. I was right. <laughs> Trust yourself, Liz. <laughs> so it says you will keep in perfect. It says you will keep in perfect peace. All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And so those of us or those of you, because praise God, I'm healed that have trust issues. Your mind is always going a mile a minute. You're always spiraling into some thought of what was said and did they really mean this? Did they really mean to say this? No, this is what they meant. No, no. And so we go to bed and we can't rest because our mind just keeps going, keeps going. Me at, at in this stage of my life, praise God for healing, as I said, emotional maturity, growth, you know, I'm 55. So Jesus, thank you. I'm not acting like I'm in my twenties, uh, you know, and just the lack of emotional maturity, you know, no shade to those in your 20s. It, it, you will grow up. Don't worry about it. But trust me that when you look back on your life, when you're old like me, you're going to think, wow, 
I should have listened more. Wow, why didn't I seek advice in this? Because I remember being in my 14, 15, 16, in my 20s and my and feeling so grown. I got this. I got this. Yeah, no, I didn't got nothing. I didn't got nothing, okay? <laughs> and so praise God for maturity. But, you know, it, it says you keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And so what are we fixated on? What do we have our thoughts fixed on? What is it that we constantly are just churning around in our brain over and over and over and over and over again? And it's just such a hot mess out there, up there, in there, <laughs> in our mind. And so for me, when I think that my thoughts are going south, they're going somewhere they should not go, I know that I am not fixated on the Lord. I know that my mind and my thoughts are not on God and what God says about the situation. And so whatever it may be, maybe your mind is fixated on a promotion and all you can see is work and that you have to do this and this and this and, and, and you're just running yourself ragged instead of taking a moment and asking the Lord, what do you say about this? What should I say about this? There's nothing worse than finding yourself in a situation and thinking, man, if only I would have asked somebody, <laughs> if only I would have asked Jesus <laughs> now. Father, help me. Help me in this situation. What shall I do? Because we tend to make decisions quickly in the moment. We're in our feelings. Uh, we're in a crisis. And we need to take a moment and set our mind on the Lord and ask him, what is it that you want me to do? Are we fixated on somebody else's life and what they have and what we don't have? You know, I was thinking about this the other day too. I, as you can see, my mind is always trying to learn something. How we can get so upset because somebody is gaining something, whether financially, whether spiritually, whether in ministry. And goodness gracious, we have no idea what it took them to get there. We can make a bunch of assumptions. I know when, um, you know, people come to me or talk to me and say things like, you know, I wish I could pray like you, or I wish I had peace like you, or I wish all these things. Listen, this takes time. This takes trusting the Lord day after day, month after month, year after year. I didn't just arrive. Ta-da! I trust God with everything all the time. <laughs> no, it took time. And my God is so great that he proved time and time and time and time and time again, that he was worthy to be praised, worthy to be acknowledged, and that I could trust him, that I could trust him, that what I was reading in, in his word, you're not going to gain any trust in God if you're not reading his word. As a side note, <laughs> when I, what I read in his word actually came to fulfillment in my life, in my heart, in my mind. I'm not going to judge God's faithfulness because of what I'm going through in the moment. No, it's because what I've already gone through. And sometimes we're judging his faithfulness and whether we can trust him or not because of what we're going through in the moment. And that's not fair. Imagine you were judged for a moment in time in your life, which often happens, right? You could be doing everything right. The moment you messed up, people are judging you because of that mess up, quote unquote mess up. 
And so we can't do that to God all of a sudden say, we're not going to trust him because something didn't go our way because supposedly uh, he didn't come through in something that we thought he should have come through. No, we trust God because he's proven himself. And so when we face a new situation, because he said in this world, we're going to face uh, circumstances, tribulations, but be a good cheer, find joy. I have overcome the world. And so when we confront a new situation, it's difficult. We're crying. We're weeping. It happens. But we still have to trust that God will find a way. And that's why we can live in peace. That's why we have a, the peace that surpasses all understanding because we trust him. And so we can't have peaceful relationship with God or with anybody if there is no trust. If we're always second guessing somebody, uh, somebody's motive or what they're saying, then we're not in true relationship. Then we're not in true friendship. If we're always questioning God, I understand, yes, we can question, but a constant, why God, why God, why this, why this? And we can't just abide in his peace and abide in his love and abide in his grace. What are we doing? We need to heal our trust issues. ASAP, ASAP, as soon as possible. <laughs> ASAP. I can't stress enough how amazing it is, how peaceful it is to just remember God's faithfulness. But you don't have anything to remember because you haven't let yourself trust him ever. So there's no memory stones for you. You know, the people of Israel, they would put memory stones and, and things that would remind them when they pass by a place again of what God did in that location. But we're always putting our hand in the pot. We're always uh, taking care of the situation. So we have no memory stones. And this is why we can't trust God. We can't trust him. But me, when I go through a situation recently, I had such a low, low because of something I confronted. It was horrible. My heart was completely broken. And the enemy was just trying to break my spirit too. But in the midst of that brokenness, I could praise the Lord. In the midst of that brokenness, I can tell someone, pray for me. I didn't wait a week, a month, six months to reach out to get help. Immediately, I knew the enemy was attacking. Immediately, I knew my brokenheartedness could take me somewhere bad. But instead, I took that broken heart, broken heart, broken heartedness, <laughs> broken heartedness to the Lord. I took it in prayer. I took it to trusted people and I was able to snap out of it, <laughs> snap out of it and see that God, that the God that I've trusted for the past, I don't know, since 1997, y'all do the math, that he is still trustworthy. No matter what I'm, I come, I'm confronted with, no matter what the enemy brings my way. Oh, it just chokes me up. He is so good. He is so faithful and he is worthy to be trusted. Oh my God. He's so good. It moves my heart. It moves my spirit that I have the privilege to know that there is this great God that created the universe that moves things, that does things on my behalf, on my behalf. And I trust him wholeheartedly. 
I'm about to speak tongues. I trust him wholeheartedly, <laughs> but that's because I have so many memories of his goodness, so many circumstances of his faithfulness, so many times where he has loved me through pain, loved me through my junk, through my mess. He's loved me when others haven't. He has accepted me when others have rejected. He has taught me when I felt unteachable, when others didn't want to teach me. He has just been so good. That's why I don't have trust issues with God. And that has spilled over into my relationship with others because I'm going to choose to see the goodness in others. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dumb. I'm not blind. And if somebody hurts me, I'm very cautious, but I'm not going to go through life not trusting people. I'm not going to go through life seeing something that's not there in Jesus name. My heart, my desire is just to be free of things that bound me in the past. And so that's the same way I am. I tell my mom this all the time because, she, and I've said this before, she's always concerned to ask me to do something. No, but you know, if you can and this, I'm like, mom, if I say yes, I mean, yes, my yes is yes. If I say no, I mean, no. And and sometimes, you know what? I say yes. And even if it's a sacrifice, that's an honor for me to sacrifice, to do something for my mom. But sometimes I can't. And so y'all, whoever knows me, don't go away thinking uh, from a conversation with me that I meant something else. You come right back and ask me. Because if I tell you blue, I mean blue. If I wanted to tell you pink, I would tell you pink. <laughs> I don't have time for that nonsense. I don't have time for games. And if you hear something differently, come quickly. Did you mean... And that's how we should be in relationships, right? We have trust issues because we have no communication. We're always thinking somebody doing something else. And then we isolate ourselves. And we say, I have no friends. You're isolating yourself because of your trust issues. And you isolate yourself from God because of your trust issues. You don't trust him. You don't trust him with your heart. You don't trust him with your family. You don't trust him with your finances. And you isolate yourself completely. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord is the eternal rock, Isaiah 26, 4. Trust in the Lord always, always, always. I praise God for the Holy Spirit. It's important to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because when we are going down a road that perhaps we're not trusting God the way we should, the Holy Spirit will, say, will quicken me and say, hey, hey, why are you going down that road? Why are you allowing your mind to go that way? Why are you allowing your heart to go in that direction? No, no, no. And so in Jesus' name, that the Holy Spirit would awaken in us when we are having these trust issues, not only with God, but with anybody and ask, did that thought about that person come from the Lord? Did Or did that thought come from my heart that has unforgiveness or has past hurts? Or, you know, because the enemy is, is very, very sly about it. He will let us encounter situations that are similar enough to a past hurt that would trigger us. But use your triggers not to speak uh, something that the enemy wants you to speak. Use that trigger to take it to the Lord and really, really uh, work through it with the Lord and see what he is saying about the situation at work, at home, uh, whatever it may be. Because sometimes God for sure alerts us when we need to be careful around someone or a group of people or in an area 
but sometimes it's our past hurts that have us not trusting. Fix those issues, single women, fix your heart on the Lord, trust in the Lord, heal, 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 so that you don't miss out on a potentially, 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 no, that's not the word. Jesus, I should, I, Lord, take over my, my tongue. <laughs> a potential life-giving relationship. Ta-da, that's what it is. Heal your heart, ladies. Heal your heart in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And, you know, we don't trust who we don't know. So we have to be careful with rash judgments of people, right? My goodness, I had a situation recently where... I got to know something about someone and I would have never imagined that they had gone through that in their life. Never, never. You look at them, they're well put together. They speak well, their family is beautiful. Uh, you know, you don't see no quote unquote issues, but wow, what they have overcome and conquered was amazing and beautiful you know? And so we have to be careful because sometimes we can see somebody, maybe they're not from our culture or maybe uh, they're not what we are used to. And we make rash judgments like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't think her and I can be friends. Uh, I don't think, you know, and we're missing out. And so let's just give relationships time. Let's have communication, conversations, and, you know, we don't trust people because we don't really know them. And we make these rash judgments. And you can't trust God if you don't know him either. Like, I trust him because I know him. I know my Jesus. Yes, I do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I know him. I know him. And so that's why I trust him. And so get to know who he is. Get to know God. So if you're lacking trust, if you're always, uh, if you're always getting in the way, of what the Lord is doing. If you're always opening your mouth to say something to your husband, to your children, to your coworker, whoever it may be, that is God, God's job, it's because you're not trusting him. I've had to learn a new level of trust with my adult children because they'll tell you every once in a while, I will say something to them, Raquel, especially she's like, really mom? you know, I'm 31 years old. Is 31? Yeah. She's going to be 32. You know, I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. You know, it could be like even the funniest thing. The other day we were at my mom's house, just so y'all know how crazy the things get sometimes that come out my mouth. So, um, that's the Mercedes in, in me. My mom is Mercedes. So we're in my mom's house and we were about to leave. Raquel's in the bathroom and she's in the bathroom for a while. Let's just say she comes out. I'm like, did you wash your hands? Yes, my friends. I asked my 31-year-old daughter if she washed her hands. What in the world? And she looked at me, Mom, really? You know I'm going to be 32. She goes, she looks at um, my mom. She goes, Mama, you believe that? And then I'm, I look at her and I'm like, you're asking her? She does it to us still. <laughs> She's like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so that's just a funny example. That's just funny. But... There are other times where God will put something in my heart and I immediately want to tell them, immediately. And I have learned that I have to take a moment and say, God, is this something you want me to share or something you want me to take in prayer? God, you know, help me, help me. Because I can't tell them everything that comes to my mind, my heart, my, my lips, my whatever. 
And also sometimes as parents, if we see our children in a situation, adult children in a situation, we want to fix it, right? By talking about it. And it might not be the right timing. And so we have to trust God to take it in prayer more so than to take it in a conversation. And I praise God for the conversations that I'm able to have with my girls, uh, you know, but that took building time also. And so they know when I speak truth to them, that is truth and love, not about the washing hands, (laughs) other things, other things. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you the patience that my uh, daughters, especially my adult daughter, uh, my oldest daughter has to have, um, definitely comes from the Lord. (laughs) It comes from the Lord, but I praise God. I keep growing and at least I see it. And I, and I see like, wow, did that just come out your mouth? What are you doing? (laughs) And so God could do something. I have to trust the Lord with my mouth (laughs) and trust the Lord and take my thoughts to him uh, in Jesus name. Oh Lord, Lord help me. Anyway. So, uh, let's, uh, where am I? Liz, let's focus here. Put your mind on the Lord, Liz. (laughs) So uh, when we lack knowledge of who God is, we can't trust him. And so we need to get to know him uh, and in the midst of the circumstance. And sometimes the circumstance seems to be lasting too long. And that's why we want to, uh, you know, get in the midst of it or it doesn't look right. And so we want to add our own spin to it. Have you ever uh, cooked something, uh, your uh, recipe, and it like the consistency doesn't seem right? You know, like the sauce is supposed to thicken, but it's not thickening. That especially, that happens to me. And so this doesn't look right. So I'll add something, but it messes up. So the next time I decide, no, you know what? Let me follow this recipe. Let me just give it time. And what happens when I give it time? What's supposed to happen happens. And so that's the same with uh, with the Lord. When we get in the midst of it, we mess it up. And he's so merciful and gives us another opportunity, another opportunity to wait on him and to trust him. The problem is what is happening in that in-between time? Are we delaying something? Are we delaying God's hand in our life because we keep putting our hand? We keep adding our own ingredients. Oh, Lord, so many recipes off, messed up. Father, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He is so good. And so let's trust the Lord. Let's not continue to put our hand in what we want to uh, fix or adjust or for something to happen quicker. We don't want that. Uh, there's a verse in Philippians four, six and seven. We're so familiar with it. And this is a verse that my pastor, uh, yesterday spoke about not in the preaching, but, uh, in be- before the preaching, one of the pastors mentioned it. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6 to 7, and that's the New Living Translation. And what really drew my attention was that the you know, usually when I quote the verse, I said, you know, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart. And usually that's where I stop, but it's guard your heart and mind, your heart and mind. 
And so we're not having this peace because we are worrying about anything. We're not trusting God. We're not taking things to him. It says, don't worry, but pray, tell him what you need and then thank him for what he has done. Like I said, we focus on what he has already done. That helps you to experience peace, recognizing, oh my goodness, he did that. He can do this too. He helped me in that circumstance. He can help me in this circumstance too. Abiding in that trust, in that gratefulness will allow you to experience God's peace and that peace guards your heart and your mind. So are your trust issues uh, overcoming or superseding uh, the peace? Uh, Is your trust issues just completely taking all peace from your life? And then that peace takes you to anxiety and anxious thoughts and spiraling thoughts because we mistrust anything and everyone, every movement, every look, every uh, everything that someone says, and we have no peace. There's nothing better than trusting and having peace and praying that God would send people that we could trust. You can pray that as well. If you continue to have relationships that are letting you down, that are causing even more trust issues, one, heal, seek the Lord, ask the Lord why these relationships, you keep allowing them or why you keep opening your heart to them. And next, ask God to remove those kind of people and to bring people that are trustworthy. And also you be a trustworthy person. Are you somebody that is trustworthy, that you are going to be there when you say you're going to be there? Or are you constantly just coming in and out of people's lives as well? Are you constantly isolating yourself? I was just going through something. We need to stop that. We need to stop that isolating ourselves because we're going through things. I understand that sometimes we need moments, but that can't be our go-to at all times. That's the enemy. That's the enemy's playground, isolation. What do uh what happens in abusive relationships? The spouse or the abuser isolates the person so they don't get help. The enemy is what's causing you to isolate so you don't get help. And so how are you going to uh, enjoy friendship? How are you going to enjoy healing? How are you going to enjoy peace and joy if you're isolating yourself where the enemy wants you to isolate yourself? Isolating your thoughts, your heart, your mind. And that's your go-to at all times, just staying away from people. That's not God's plan. And you know, one thing is that if you feel that you have gifts from God, if you feel that God is going to use you and your go-to is isolation, you're going to have to answer to him as well for not using the gifts because you don't take the hurt to him. You don't take the trust issues to him. You don't take your worries to him. You just isolate, you shut down. That's not godly. And so My friends, yes, let's take care of our trust issues because it's affecting our whole lives. We don't want to put that on our kids. Oh my goodness, sometimes I hear kids saying things and you can tell that it's the trust issues of their parents. 
teens saying things that is the trust issues and things that their parents are going through, worries and anxieties and trust issues and uh, culture issues that are coming out of their mouth that come from their parents. So sad. It's so sad. And so let's heal. Let's heal. The kingdom of God needs us to be healed and whole. This world needs us to be healed and whole. Situations will always come. And I'm not speaking a curse on you. This is, this is the world we live on. We're always going to have, uh, this is the world we live in. We're always going to have situations. That's just the way it is. But let's not add to it because our minds are spiraling with lack of trust in people and in God. Heavenly Father, help us. Help us, Lord, to live lives, Lord, that are trustworthy, that people would be able to trust us and that we would be able to trust others, but above all, to trust you. Cleanse our hearts, God, from unforgiveness, bitterness, hurts of the past, whether at home, at work, church, family, friends. God, let us be honest with how bad it was and that it was horrible and that we even felt hate. Lord, help us to free ourselves from that so that we can have hearts that are healed, God. Healed hearts, Lord, will attract beauty, will attract trust, will attract love, will attract peace, God. We will see goodness in others, Father. And even when we see that there is something that is not good, we will take it to prayer. We won't immediately reject. We won't immediately refuse to help that person or minister to that person or be in relationship to that person. We thank you that we are healthy enough to even handle those that are not trustworthy because our complete trust is in you. And so the outcome of situations, the outcome of relationships, we lay it at your feet, God. Help us to not always be second-guessing what you're doing, second-guessing what others are doing. God, help us. Give us peace. Lord, that our minds will be fixed on you, not on results, not on what is happening or not happening, just fixed on you, Lord, that we would be reminded, God, that peace comes from you, God. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are trustworthy. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you don't fail us. We may think you do because we don't get what we want, God. We don't get what we want. But in Jesus' name, Lord, we will recognize that you are trustworthy, that we can hope in you, that our peace, Lord, comes from abiding in you, hoping in you, trusting Lord, and as Philippians 4 says in verse 8, that we would keep our thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten our thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Philippians 8, the Passion Translation. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, awaken us to what is going on in our hearts and our minds so that we can approach you with a clean heart, a clear conscious, Lord, that we can approach others also with a clear conscious and a clean heart. I just love you, Lord. Thank you that you are our rock. You are our salvation. You are our peace. 
You are our joy. You are our everything. We love you. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you, my friends. I hope this helped you, encouraged you, edified you. Please share it with others. uh, and, And just thank you for listening. God bless you.